0: Everybody, welcome back. This is uh, the second episode of Play Games, Lose Friends. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Ken. Hello. And tonight we've got a review of Nidivalier, uh, what we played, and we're going to chat a little bit about family games that each of us play in our households. The whole family either plays together or our kids really enjoy uh, stuff we've gotten to the table a bunch with our families. Then we're going to chat a little bit about some stuff we backed and bought that we're looking forward to. Pre-show, we were chatting a little bit about the He-Man Kickstarter not hitting its five hundred dollar high. Is is that what we were talking about? Five hundred?
1: Yeah, that was my estimate before the campaign that it would hit five hundred dollars. But and we're at we're at what? So the all-in pledge with like everything is only four forty-five, but the (laughs) all-in gameplay is three forty-five.
0: That's impressive. It's impressive. Is that the highest one you've ever backed?
1: Uh, yes, I think. I'm trying to think of wow. what one would be close. Uh,
0: but and I'm just talking single campaign. Like, if you were to total all of Arcadia Quest, all of Zombicide, that would blow it out of the water, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you combine it all, yeah. Definitely Zombicide would have me at the most. Um, Let's see. X Men United was two ninety five, so that one. Was there's like probably fifty, close.
0: fifty zombicide's at this point.
1: And I didn't back all the zombicide's, but I believe I backed enough zombicide that it's more than three forty five. <laughs> but I think this is my <laughs> single highest campaign. I'm even looking at yeah, even um, my Harry Potter was only one fifty one. That Quidditch one, um. So yeah, I don't even remember that one? Oh yeah, that one's that one I'm excited for. That should come, hopefully, for Christmas because like, it was a potential gift for the wife. So
0: oh nice, that'll
1: be good. But yeah, um, I so, th- think this might be my most expensive campaign to date. But I'll confirm that for next time. But I think it is. To your point. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I broke it. I broke You're boundaries hurt. that make me awful. <laughs>
0: Your illness is reaching new heights. Yeah. <laughs> or lows, depending on how you look at it. So before we dive in, I was reading, uh, an article on Time of All Places today about just the ridiculous impact that these shipping supply chain delays are going to have on the board game industry. And uh, it said something to the effect of like a billion dollars in sales increase since the prior year in the board game industry like it's just exploding we know this like we see yeah. all the crazy release schedules and just the sheer amount of stuff at like gen con or or packs unplugged or whatever just every time you go there's new stuff in development there's just so many games coming out and this whole shipping thing is going to basically kill most of that off like i was reading in this article about there's three or four publishers that are or not publishers but uh you know, game creation studios or whatever that are going to close in the next year because they just can't get product and customers hands fast enough, despite selling it. And the costs of the shipping containers and the timeframes to get them here are just like, it was something like, uh, you know, you're lucky if you can get a container for $9,000 a few years ago, and now it's up to almost 30.
1: Yeah. It's, um, a lot of the publishers are being very honest and brutally transparent, which is fine. I like that about it. Um, agreed, you know, specifically again, when you're backing Kickstarter campaigns, um, you, it's weird because you, you don't realize the impact. And then when you do see like product at your uh, local game store, you're like, Oh, that's awesome. But like there's problems, even just getting it to the local stuff. Like even your targets, um, th- when you see product on a shelf, it's amazing that it even got there. That's how ridiculous this problem is with supply chain right now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's and, and everywhere. It's, it's from the materials yeah. to make the stuff, like the cardboard or the, the molds for the, for minis and for game components to them leaving the factory to getting people to work in the factory. Then leaving from the factory, then to buy the containers to put your pallets on. Like, there's some very creative yeah. things happening uh, in this industry right now. And I, specifically in the board games that I can, that I'm, I'm again, you're here and you read about.
0: And yeah, it makes me wonder how much like this is just going to start to spur the chains of industry to move more things domestic like we just don't have like i literally have heard of maybe two places domestically that can actually produce most of these components at a reasonable price and we say reasonable price like we're just so used to like gobs and gobs and gobs of minis and all this stuff for cheap like like onk's a great example how many minis you get with that game for 250 bucks for the kickstarter oh, it's a steal and like
1: you, i mean if you yeah, break it and, and down it's not going to happen domestically like these board games versus, like, look at, like, I don't know. I'll I'll throw Warhammer out there, right? Like the amount of money you spend on minis for a Warhammer oh versus God. the amount of minis you throw onto an Onk or a Blood Rage. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah, getting a totally. better, you're getting a very similar quality, right, from a detail and a durability. Um, but it's like it's it's like night and day, yeah. yeah.
0: And even the materials, like the you know, they're not those those Ankh models. There's almost no mold lines. Like I'm a, I'm a former Warhammer player and tabletop wargamer, and mold lines, you know, it's one of the first thing your eyes drawn to. There are almost none. So like the quality is just insane. But yeah, I I I, I really wonder what this is going to do to you know the, the industry as a whole when it comes to game creation and stuff because if these small publishers and these small studios can't even get their product to people, like they're not going to try in the first place and it's just going to stifle some innovation in the space. Now, maybe that's a good thing because we're starting to get to the point where like mechanics in the games that are getting, you know, Kickstarter campaigns are just basically stealing some mechanics from Kickstarter campaigns that came before it that haven't even been fulfilled yet. (laughs) Like maybe the, pace of innovation and growth is, is so high that this actually might be a good thing for the industry to, to step back and kind of like, all right, well, this, as a consumer, this game is, is so cool and so different that I have to back it versus like, all right, well, this is just another dudes on a map with minis. This is just another dungeon crawler with minis. Um, this is an IP, you know, that might yeah. be cool, might not be like, I, I don't know i need i need, this I need really that to bad happen thing.
1: i need it to happen so yeah. i stop
0: <laughs> i think part of this is a bad thing in that you know like what you mentioned is yeah. that the you know employment is a problem and, and supplies are a problem and cost is a problem but like i think there are some positives for the industry in general that may come out of this that we as gamers are going to benefit from but maybe not the people who create the game so much and and I do feel bad for them and the stuff they're going through right now but um, we are at a point where there's like just this oversaturation and it's it's honestly getting hard to look at Kickstarter or look at new releases from you know trade shows and stuff and just be like I have to have this because there's just so much to pick from it's kind of like the video game world right now.
1: yeah I mean it's and again you have it's weird. I've been so selective in video games, but yet I, ha- I'm not there yet on board games, but I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Um, you know, I was able to yeah, I don't, I not can't back that certain out. things. Why, why is that? Oh, I think it's like, it's my next addiction from a collector's perspective, right? So I've done, <laughs> I mean, me personally, right? Like I've gone through. Collecting so many things for such a long time. Like I've been collecting stuff since I was a little kid. You know what I mean? Being an only child. So it started there. Um and We're diving into the psychology portion of this episode, folks. (laughs)
0: Please please stick around. This is gonna get real juicy.
1: Yeah, lay down, please. Uh make yourself comfy. But like (laughs) but like but I'm able to stop certain things. Like I was able to stop buying CDs. Right, I was really bad at buying CDs. I'm able to stop CDs. Um, yeah. Physical movies like Blu-rays and, and DVDs, I was able to curtail that back to just like the core things. Um, my toy collecting has drastically decreased. Like today, I was holding things in my hand at Walmart and I'm like, I don't need this. Let's stop. Put it back. You know? It, it just goes in a box. I'm so proud of you. No, no, no. I know. It's, it's very small. It's very small. But then like I go on Amazon and buy <laughs> other things that I can't hold yet. You know what I mean? Like, but, but like the board game thing has, has, has been like my new thing to sink my teeth into, you know, more recently than them, you know, the toy collecting and the other stuff. Um, but like I found myself unbacking things because it's like, all right, this thing is so close to that other game. I, yes. I, I know I like the art. I know I want to help this company out because it's cool or they're they're new. Like I like that I like the labor of love and the um the passion of of a of a creator. That that's really the absolutely the second thing that really drew me in. Well, I mean Simon C- uh, ruined me for Kickstarter, but like um uh, but like
0: <laughs> as you as many others
1: but like then when you branch out and you see other people's projects um you sort of fall in love with the, with, you know, the story of, of the creator and the designer and the team that's putting this thing together. And you're just like, you're almost inspired. You're like, I'll give you 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Cause that's at the end of the day, sometimes that's all it is, right? It's $20. And you're like, okay. Yep. And now you yep. have 160 some back projects, right? Like. <laughs> It just becomes, you know, because there's cool stuff like art hooks people in, theme hooks people in, story hooks thing people in, components like gameplay. But, uh, and and for me, the art was is the biggest one, right? Like that's what got me hooked in Magic. Yeah. That's what got me hooked in other games, right? Because of the art, like even even minis, the tabletops like Warhammer and uh Malifaux, like the art of those games were just so compelling that I had to play. Like I had to have. A giant alligator with a cannon on its back you know what i mean because it's so cool you know um but like but i'm finding myself um really scrutinizing like when we started these podcasts i had i was backing five projects at at that one point and i got it down to three you know what i mean so i was happy i was able to unback two you know this is what
0: i mean like there's a certain level of of investigation and decision-making that's happening now, because there's two things facing you. One is, is the sameness of, of the stuff you're backing because, you know, again, it's exploding in terms of content and number of games getting released. But two, like we're facing the reality of, all right, well I'm backing this and it's going to be like 100, 200, 300 bucks. I might not see this for like two years. And like in that time, I might get one or two games that kind of fill that void, and I just don't need this. And I think that's the thing that's happening organically now out of all of these supply chain issues that, that is affecting the industry in general.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Because, I mean, like, think about it. Like, yes, there are certain um, big publishers like like Renegade and Queen and AEG and, you know, and even Simon for that matter, right, that uses Kickstarter. But then they also just put games out, you know. That, um, yeah. So it's like they've got the budget. Yeah. So if it's like, if you back this game from, let's say, you know, independent Joe from Illinois because he had a cool idea. Um, and you have to wait a year and a half, but yet AEG puts out something very similar and it's on mini market for 12 bucks, you know what I mean? Or 15 bucks. You're like, ah, crap. You know, you really have to think. Do you want to wait? Um, you know, to give the, the, the labor of love its due. Or or just, you know, go with the mass market version or or the, you know, the big box version.
0: Yeah, I'm very curious to see where this goes for the industry. I think it's, like I said, it's very hard for a lot of people, but uh, it's good for us as, as gamers in some way to start thinning, you know, culling the the herd in a way and, and kind of maybe the, just the best stuff stands out. Although I do think there's, you know, the chance of some really bright stars in, in the industry and in the field kind of burning out before they're really able to
1: shine so yeah Um, i'm sorry no go ahead no but i mean that's uh, like i mean just uh, you know for example like what has it been like let's say i'll say three months there has been i don't know 10 story driven narrative you know you know, three-player, four-player games where it's like yeah. almost the exact same game just replace, you know, character tropes or replace theme. But it, at the at its core, it's the same game in a way, right? Yep. Or you will feel the yeah, same we talk, way.
0: We talked about Forgotten Waters a little bit last yeah. episode when we reviewed Destinies, but I think that spurred a lot of that. And and yeah, you're again, it's like the sameness of it all with a slightly different twist and that's enough to get people hooked.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, like we also live in a culture where you're, you're contributors and uh, you, you know, where you're getting your content, you see walls of games behind them, you know, and that's, yep. there's yeah. something intriguing and exciting about that. Um, but it's just being able to um, sort of have the discipline to keep ahead of that where it doesn't become an issue. And again, that's a different right. that's a different um, level of threshold depending on who you are and what you got. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a yeah, you,
0: you and I are at two ends of that spectrum. Like you were making fun of me for being cheap sourcing used games <laughs> and like you're like, yeah, I hit three forty five when he Man it. So it's 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 interesting to see. And you were I like, I can't buy the
1: wingspan expansion. It's expansions. Like, come on, doggy, it's wingspan. You need wingspan. <laughs> I'll
0: get there. I'll get there. I need to uh, expand my ornithological collection at some point, but just not yet. Yeah. All right. Uh, we we could talk about that topic forever. And yeah. I, again, I'm like, I think we're both pretty curious to see where things go there. So we'll we'll keep we'll revisit this, uh, you know, in a couple months and see how the supply chain stuff looks and how it's affected things.
1: Yeah. Because um, 37 into campaigns into don't come through. I have a big problem with that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As long as you get that Harry Potter one,
1: baby. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Uh, So what we played the last week or so, uh, how about you go first? Anything on your plate that you got uh, some time in over the last week, or have you been in baby mode, baby daddy mode?
1: Yeah, so, (laughs) yes, I've been in dad mode, but um, I've been able to um, coerce my oldest into actually getting Playing some sort of board game twice this week uh, since nice. we last recorded. How now much candy did you use to bribe them? No, oh, it wasn't candy. It wasn't candy. Um, but but we did. <laughs> what, what was the currency? I, well, I we did football first, so we were outside throwing the football around, which is cool. I'm out. I'm out of to it. Um, and then I uh, you. Uh, it's it's like a weird thing where like you think you manipulate time where he thinks he's staying up later than he is for bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Love that trick. But, but yet I get to sneak a board game in there because he thinks he's like getting up past his bedtime. I feel like some type of chronological wizard
0: when I pull that off and they yeah, don't yeah. realize
1: it. Yeah. Like, a um, what is it? Like quantum leap or something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, um, and again, my son has the option of picking a lot of different games, right? Um, And some of the ones we'll talk about later, but he has been, uh, wanting to play here to slay. And I think we talked a little bit about here to slay last time, but so we played twice. Uh, actually, you know, it's, but it's probably like four games, but, but in two sessions. And, uh, the first night, I don't know, man, I was just on. I got a combo. I had him whooped in no time and he was not happy. (laughs) I put him to bed, not in a good mood. Um, and, and then go, dad, <laughs> dad of the year right here. But, um, but then tonight, right before we started recording, I was just schooled twice and, and they were close games, but he ended up pulling ahead on both games and, and winning by, um, having the, uh, six different classes, uh, win condition as opposed to three monsters. Nice. And, uh, it was Good close cause I game. had like. I had like 4 and then like the first game we played I had the combo set up that I whooped him with the other night and then he had uh one of his characters that could steal my characters so he took that character. So I was like, well, there goes Oh, he took the one that steals. Yeah, he took the <laughs> yeah, he took the one that was actually, you know, that allowed me to really pull ahead the other night and just dominate because it gives like a plus 4 uh to your rolls uh, when you use your ability and the ability was gonna, that I had it on was to kill two heroes. So it was like, it was going to be a never ending death machine, but Hero Slay is so fantastic. I want more. I need more. Um, you know, I got the expansion. It's, it it was just a lot of, it was new classes. It was more of it. So we, we, we play it all together. We lump it all together. Um, and I, I just want more and I, I don't know if there's is more coming at all, but, uh, but here to slay is a fantastic game for uh you know, it's it's quick, easy, um, it helps with the reading when you have younger children. They you know you make them read the cards. So it's good. Yeah. So here to slay.
0: Cool. I have yet to play that, but it's always been something I've been interested in. I gotta pick it up at one of these t- one of these days. Um I got in two games. I got a solo Red Rising uh to start and was like finish the work day we were doing something at night i had a little bit of time in between dinner and stuff kids were getting homework done and watch tv or whatever like yeah i'll sit down and try this i, I tried it a couple times and like the all the Stonemeyer games ship with like this autonoma or automata i don't i have no idea how to say it I'm not i don't know either man my latin's pretty poor
1: yeah my solo uh, gaming's pretty poor I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't play a ton of solo games, but I'll try them if they come with like a, you know, an, the only one, the only exception to that is oath. I will not try that clockwork Prince thing. The flowchart looks worse than some of the AR diagrams to do at work. Um, But yeah, I, I've tried this probably three or four times now and I get whooped every time I try. It, it is so hard. The scoring conditions, like the, the AI starts at 70 points in scoring. So you you have to play pretty well uh i won i finally beat the damn thing uh and like the most perfect hand ever so that that was kind of fun and uh
1: yeah and you won I, with I the red with like, the red faction right if yeah, i remember the red faction which like, is like they're yeah. tough I have yet to win to read with those
0: books, but every time i play that game right every time i play that game i want to try it um, yeah cuz so they're like a lower time, tier
1: won, but- race of people right if i'm not mistaken like, I the think it's like the reds and the browns casts, yeah. Like they're like a yeah, lower like
0: cast system, yeah. Where like the reds are like workers, like it's kind of like the expanse where they're like the belters and like the browns, like all the you know janitors and or like district thirteen hairdressers right? and stuff
1: from Hunger Games, right?
0: Something like that, yeah, yeah. But uh, I looked at the score. I'm like, yeah, man, I scored three thirty. That's like my highest score ever. And I'm putting the game away and I pick up the score sheet from the last time I played with my wife and she scored like 350 and I'm like, "Ugh, I'm still not good <laughs> enough. And then uh last night I got the game we're going to review tonight, Nidivalir, to the table for the first time with my uh family. And uh I, t- I didn't go hard because I wanted them to try to play it and like actually enjoy it. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I won't play hard. That means either the wife wins or my kid wins either way. I win because somebody won and they had fun playing. They tied. So nobody won. <laughs> Cause I don't know. Remember, I couldn't remember if there's a tiebreaker, but uh, I don't know how well received it was. I, th- I think my kid likes it. I don't, I'm not so sure about the wife, the bidding mechanic in that game. It, it's just such a quick play that it makes it easy to kind of convince people to play it. We'll get into that later, but uh, yeah. Yeah. We finally got that to the table with the family. And then uh, I think tomorrow I get both paleo and wingspan shipped to the house. So we'll have some stuff to cover next week. Cause I definitely want to get paleo to the table as soon as possible. Co-ops in this house go a long way. And, and that I feel like that's not going to be a disappointment. So yeah, that was, uh that was the two I got in this week. Um, and I am looking forward next week to a scheduled onk game, another four player so we'll see how that goes. We'll probably have some more info about that next week. Uh, very excited for that. That's been first playthrough is great. I'm sure a second is going to be good and all new scenario and different gods. So can't wait to give it a try. Nice. Um, speaking of family, our rotating topic this week is we're going to chat about family games and we each have sort of a top five that we have gotten to the table, probably the most in our house. Um, you know, the, the ones that work with the, the wife or with the wife and the kids, uh, stuff that's just super popular and, and even stuff that we've played with our families and possibly, you know, with other groups, uh, as a, as a family setting. So, um, I've got my five lined up. How about you start with your number five?
1: So I'm going to give an, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so my, my list has 12, I have 12 on it, right? That, that's, and I had to narrow it down from 12. So I don't know where you started, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give an honorable mention to Gizmos. Um, it okay. didn't make the top five. That's cool.
0: Honorable mentions a good idea.
1: But but I have to give an honorable mention to Gizmos. Um, it's a solid engine builder, fun pulling marbles. Like it's solid. So Gizmos was my honorable mention. So my number five. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, again, I, I've never played it with anyone that are like, oh, that game's bad, or I don't like that, or I didn't have fun. Like Gizmos is just. It's it's simple. It's fun. I don't know. Anyway, sorry.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great entry level uh, engine builder. Yeah, I'm and, surprised and like
1: it hasn't been on the shelves at Target. Like it's that kind of game. Like I think Target could yeah. could sell gizmos, and I could think they could sell a lot of them. You know.
0: Yep, I haven't seen it like Barnes and Noble or anywhere. I, I wonder how much retail it actually saw. Honestly.
1: Well, it was like I forget what con- it, it 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 landed at a convention because it was one of Mons that just. You know they put it out, right? It wasn't a Kickstarter. You know, like Foodies from two years ago, right? Like Foodies was a solid yeah, yeah. game, but no one talks about Foodies anymore. Um, but like it was like that kind of game where it was like good for the convention. It it got buzz, people played it, uh, the reviewers talked about it, and then it just disappeared. You know,
0: I think it's it's I think it's those there are those games and these both of those fit that niche. Where they're solid games, but for some reason, there's something about them that is unremarkable. And like they hit home when you play them and you're like, why don't I play this more? But then I don't know if it's theming. I don't know if it's like, I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is, but they're, they're the type of game that's kind of just like beige in your head. Like they're, you know, they're good, <laughs> but, but they don't draw the buzz all the i don't don't know what it is i can't put my finger on it
1: well it's when you have a shelf of 200 games right
0: well yeah (laughs) but i I mean even in my house like if i had gizmos i know i know we'd play it and i know it would be like oh that was fun but i don't know if it would like again we'll get into my five a bit but i don't know if it would fit (laughs) the five there's just something about it well and and in foodies was the same way
1: yeah i i i enjoyed the experience of foodies, but I, I forget what game was like foodies that I already owned after playing it that one time at, at, at PAX, but um, yeah, I, know I, what for, you're I, about, I forget what game it either. was, but anyway. All right. So my number five Again, with the 200 games,
0: that makes it harder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: all right. So my number five, um, so actually number five and number four are what you would actually consider, I guess what? mass market or, like, over-the-counter games, right? Like, that are okay. you can find anywhere that board games are sold. I mean, you might even be able to find them at, like, Rite Aid or something, right? Because of the accessibility. But from a gamer perspective, you don't mind playing them. So my number five is uh, funnily called Five Crowns, um, where it is oh, a... Good one. a a rummy style game where every every turn you gain or every round you gain another card and then the amount of cards in your hand are you know like if you have four cards then the four is wild if you have five cards the five is wild and you play from three cards all the way up to 13 cards and when someone has a full like sort of rummy hand they lay down they go out everyone gets one more turn and whatever you don't match up or doesn't rummy out our points against you and lowest score at the end wins. Uh this is this has been a staple in our vacation games. It's those rainy Saturday nights with uh my father-in-law at the kitchen table. Um it just sees a lot of play. Uh we have gone through decks of five crowns already. It's it gets that much play. Uh so my number 5 oh. Five crowns, and for twelve dollars, you can't. You're gonna get your money back in no time with it.
0: Yeah. Um, my number five is one that we've gotten some playthroughs at home with the family, but we've had this more in like a our family and other family setting, and it's been immensely fun and popular every time. And that's Telestrations. Um, it's basically a Pictionary esque game where you have basically a flip book um, and you get a marker, it's dry erase and you're given a card at the beginning of the game and a dice is rolled and one of the numbers, you know, a D6, uh, let's say we roll a five, the word that appears at number five, you'll write in your book and then you'll pass that book to the person to your left or to your right, depending on the direction you're going and they'll draw that picture or that word, I should say then the book gets passed to the person to their left. And the only thing that person's allowed to do is look at the picture that was drawn and then guess the word that they think it is. And so depending on the skills of the people sitting around the table at drawing, you can see it spiraling out of control within, you know, two or three people, which is generally what happens. We do not even use scoring in that game. We just draw and and guess and we'll go, you know, eight, 10 people at a time uh, and it's just hilarious every single time. Everybody loves that game every time we play it. I've never heard anybody badmouth it. Everybody cracks up because just like if you're playing with a family and you've got, you know, young kids who are kind of like not quite there with illustration skills. And I've seen adults who are worse than children with illustration skills. <laughs> yes. Um, the results of some of the things you see are just ridiculous. And it is one of the few games that my wife requests me to bring anywhere. Because of how much fun we have playing it, so that is my number five. So, uh, fantastic family game telestrations.
1: So just to add to it, because I'm a garbage person, uh, I have the telestrations after dark. <laughs> um, now I want it, but I didn't get it. If again, you're
0: it, not garbage, <laughs> you're just a little dirty like the rest of us. Uh,
1: but yes, um, that uh, again sees play and everything that Ryan stated but then like you know add the adult dirty nasty theme to it is funny and when you so, see uh,
0: whisper down the alley with a penis yeah, basically
1: like when like sons pass their mother a nice set of jugs that they've drawn or <laughs> uh, where the where, where, or a mother passes you you know a male genitalia picture like it is you know hilarity ensues uh and you yes really get a sense of people and how dirty their minds are when it comes to their art so i love it <laughs> great pick
0: this was supposed to be family
1: ken family. yes it's, well it's a different type of family well you know what though yeah i was gonna say <laughs> i'm not
0: gonna judge i'm not gonna judge
1: all right uh my number four again it's one of those games where again it's it it's, it's you can find it anywhere um and it's called uh, uh rummy cube and uh again oh, and man, I haven't played that in ages and and it's one of those games where you know my son plays it at he has been playing it since he was 6 like he just gets the concept um and you know we we play it for blood in, in the in the house like uh you know for a simple tile number color number game we, we take it very seriously in the house. Um, and you have, a. Uh, I think you start with, um, I think it's 13 tiles. And the first person to get rid of all their tiles, uh, you know, puts their board down and they win. And again, you could play it other variants, but we just play that, that way. And uh, there's something about shaking a giant bag of these cubes that just makes that nice chunky noise and, you know, passing a bag around and just playing a game. But it's, it's, yeah. it's simple. It's easy. Um, you can, you, you'll, you get like a beautiful mind sometimes. Like when you can see all the, the numbers and the different colors <laughs> and you're moving the whole board around just to get rid of one tile, it can get become very crunchy. And, um, you know, we play a rule. If you move the board around and you can't play something, like you end up having to either pick more tiles from the bag, like there's penalty for like failing that, like, uh, Goodwill hunting on the chalkboard moment um, when it comes to Rummy Cube. But, again, gets a tremendous amount of play. And that's, again, it's all ages, you know, when it comes to this game. So that's Rummy Cube.
0: Yeah. I had that uh, growing up. My family had a copy of it. We never played it. I was the only one that ever, like, sat <laughs> down and kind of messed around with it. And I, I think I played it a couple times with, like, my parents or something. but um, yeah, I have not touched that in decades and I love that game. And it was like the the tiles drew me in like those little like you know, comedy tragedy faces and yeah. health. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, the uh, wild cards, the two wild cards. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and there's I have something about that game. And once once I played it cuz I I I didn't have it growing up. I didn't I just played I you know, my board games were 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 card games growing up. Uh, you know, as when I was younger, yep. but like I played this I don't know, six years ago, something like that. And uh, I immediately needed to get a really nice set. So I got like this <laughs> wood box, you know, with these real nice thick, chunky tiles, uh, beautiful. Um, you know, my uh, my aunt made a special bag for the tiles. Like it was, it's... Damn. It's solid, so.
0: uh, So my number four is one that... Uh, we've had for many years now and never ever gets old. And that is zombie dice. Hmm. Um, the kids love the push your luck mechanic of zombie dice, uh, which is president. So many other games, my favorite of being quacks of Quedlinburg, uh, which we do play sometimes, but the simplicity of zombie dice is where it's the best. Um, you have a collection of dice There are green dice, yellow dice, and red dice. And the colors indicate how many shotgun blasts are in each one. Um, You are basically a zombie. You're trying to roll the dice and get as many brains as you can for points. Um, And you can keep rolling and rolling and rolling and gambling until you get to three shotgun blasts, in which case you're dead and you lose all the brains that you rolled. Um, The push-your-luck mechanic is great. My daughter doesn't grasp sometimes that it's a bad idea to roll three red dice. And I cannot tell you the number of times she just comes out on top with three brains. Like there's something about that kid with luck. I, I don't understand it, but uh, that has been a lot of fun. There's a lot of those like just, you know, edge of your seat moments, watching dad or mom roll the dice, knowing they have two shotgun blasts, but needing that extra brain to beat, you know, somebody else and they blow up and the kids just sit there and laugh and crack up. Um, <laughs> it's just great. And it has that, that constant draw of of pushing your luck and and seeing how it ends up to to play. So that is my number four. And and again, like it's a small cup of dice, super cheap, and you're going to get a ton of use out of it. That's zombie dice.
1: I have to confess. I don't think I've ever played zombie dice. The closest thing I've come to it is, was, is it bang? Is bang the dice game very similar?
0: Yeah. Bang similar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the closest I've come to that one. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so my number three is, uh, uh, again, I f- I played it one time, a, f- a friend had brought it to our game group, and just the simplicity of this game, but then mixed with um, getting to really know the other people around the table, uh, and it's a game called Skull and oh. uh skull Excellent is choice you get um four coasters uh three of the coasters have a flower and one of the coasters has a skull on it and every turn you go around and, and you and put, when Ken
0: says coaster he literally <clears throat> means like a coaster
1: it looks like a it's a it's literally like you want to put your drink on it but it's just a piece yeah. of... a, a round yeah. piece of cardboard you know with a little bit of that thick you know sort of what is it like a like a weird cardboard texture, but <clears throat> it, um I've introduced this game to different groups, to different people, and...
0: You introduced me.
1: Yeah, when you see, like, I don't know, um, someone call out someone else in the family when they flip over a skull, and they, like, you feel like they committed a conspiracy crime to get you out in this game <laughs> uh, it just it's hilarious it's hilarious and it's so much fun and again it's just simple you put a coaster down and you pass now at at any point once everyone goes around someone can start the bidding and they choose how many coasters they can flip and the goal is to get flowers not skulls. However you must start with your coaster the first coaster, from your side first so you know what you put down you know where your skull is you know where your flowers are but you do not know where anyone else did and you can set people up you can bluff you can you know eh, 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 you know poke bears in this game to get them all riled up you can put people on tilt so quickly and um, it's just amazing when you see some people's reaction when they flip over that skull or that like the sweat when they have to, you know, they they have to pick five or six and they've yeah. gone around and they have that last <laughs> coaster to pick. And either the, and, and you see the sweat on the side of their head form and it's just like, but, it, but again, it's, it's, they're literally just coasters and it's amazing. You know, and I think I got it on clearance for like 10 bucks or something like that, but skull. Not my number three. Yeah. Uh,
0: I had never played it. And I think you introduced this the one time. And I, I literally ordered it before we left your house. <laughs> that's how much I loved it. It was cause I, I love those games where you just like misdirect people. And I actually took this on a vacation one time with another family that we played with and they literally thought I was cheating because I could read them and they can't read me. And that's basically like the win. That's how you win that game. <laughs> um, so I just got I kept beating everybody and they just basically accused me of cheating I'm like they're like it's marked do you know which one is the is the skull I'm like I'm telling you they're not marked I just you're that bad at poker face but uh yeah what a great game I love that game um my number three sticking with the zombie theme is another one that you actually turned me on to uh that I had not heard about before and that is zombie kids evolution um I have mm, yeah. played probably let's see, we've unlocked what three or four of those envelopes in the game. So I probably played, I would say getting close to 16 to 20 games with the kids. Now, um, sometimes just me and, you know, my daughter, sometimes all four of us, sometimes just three of us. And I, I didn't know what to think about it because I first read it and I read the rules and stuff. And I was like, this is so simplistic. It's going to bore the hell out of me. And, But the kids, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the, I think it's partially theme, partially the, you know, the artwork of the cover of Pretty Attractive. The game is so basic and simple, but it's fun. It's somehow still fun. And they have gotten into it to the point where they are actually asking me to play, which is an unusual thing in this household.
1: And that's Um, what you need to do. That's the moral and the point of the story, right? Is to get other people to want to play board games.
0: (laughs) Yes. And and it does. And I don't, again, I don't know what about that particular game does it for them. I think it's partially some theme and how just how simple the game is, how quick it turns move. So they're up next before they can really get some time to think about what's happening. Um, but we have played that, like I said, between probably 15, 20 times. Uh, I'm still getting asked to play. And the legacy aspect of it is pretty simplistic. You just get a bunch of envelopes, you open it, it introduces some stickers to the game that alter some of the characters' powers or zombie powers or cards. Um, but it's just really simplistic, very well designed. The kids are engaged. It's, uh, it's a hit. It's a hit here. And, and I'm glad you recommended it. And I know another guy that we game with, uh, Brad actually picked it up for his kids and they love it too so um yeah, yeah that's and that's been a
1: I, I took a chance on it you know i i you know i i read about it i watched some videos yeah. um and i actually showed my son i was like what do you think and he was and i think he was i don't know he might have been five when we started um we that's have since com- we have since completed uh zombie kids we are now on zombie teens uh
0: Yes, that's, they've been requesting that because I told them that's after this and they're already asking if I'm buying it.
1: Yeah, you, you got to – you have to finish Kids first. That's all I'm saying. No oh, spoilers, yeah, for sure, for but sure. you have to finish Kids. Um, And I can't wait for Zombie Young Adults um, or whatever the next one is going to be. Zombie Geriatrics. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll eventually get there and it'll just be like – Nursing home where you're passing applesauce or something, yeah. right? <laughs> but, like, um, again, and, and we've played with different, we've introduced different people to it because, like, that's the, the beauty of this legacy game is you can bring new people in and they pick up. Cause again, the mechanics yeah. are simple, they stay the same to a degree. Um, and, and you can introduce new people and then other people, like, get into it, you know, at, at all various ages. Um, but the kids stay engaged with it and that's the important part um and again <clears throat> it's a solid it's a solid game for I think it was like 20 bucks or something like that
0: yep yeah so that's my number three zombie kids <laughs> evolution
1: all right so number two my number two is my wife's favorite game and it's on my num- it is number two because of that because my wife, will want to play this anytime that she wants when she's in the mood to play a game this is the game she always suggests and that is sagrada um uh, so um i don't blame her sagrada is solid um it, Again, simple mechanics we've taught um older people um we've taught new people this game my son at six loved the game and got the concepts down to the point where he's beaten adults. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, we, uh, I think Christmas, I went all in and bought all the other things for it. Um, I bought extra pom- promo cards and, uh, different promo, uh, sort of, uh, stained glass scenery. Uh, but basically you're, it's a draft. Uh, it's, a, it's a dice drafting game um, where you're trying to match colors and numbers on a grid that is specific to you. Uh, and again, simple rules. You can't have two colors touching or two of the same number touching. Um, and then there are tools that you can spend, uh, these little helper tokens to manipulate your board uh, or, or, or potentially break rules of, of some of the rules. Um, and then ultimately it's the a, a points whoever has the most points at the end wins and I don't know it's just it, it's almost like rummy cube in a way like it does just doesn't get old um, because it's the again simple yeah. mechanic and every time you play it it's different you feel different the tools make it different um, the the scoring mechanisms change that you know, your your stained glass changes um, and 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 we, we play this so much in this house. Uh, rumor was uh, this year at Gen Con, which just passed, they were going to do Sagrada Legacy. And it didn't make it to Gen Con. Uh, they pushed it back to next year. And I unfortunately had to tell my wife that sad news. Uh, or at least <laughs> I thought it was sad news. Because, again, just the, the fact that I can buy my wife a board game that we'll play. It, I, I like that. So that's my number two, Sagrada.
0: Excellent choice. I have that's – a, that's a hit here. We haven't played it in a while, but that was the one game that my wife would tolerate for a while um, and actually enjoyed when we first started. Uh, but I have, like, some dirty luck in games like that, and that just – Well,
1: it has dice, so – ruins
0: it for – yeah, exactly. We all know you with dice, so that would be why. Um, my number two is a game that I have – probably gotten the table honestly more than every other game except for number one on this list and that's cockroach poker uh we have played that with our our gaming group we have played that with just our family of four we played that with other families with relatives it is one of the best games ever made in my opinion it is one of the most perfect games ever made in my opinion (laughs) it is uh you basically have a deck of cards again like 12 bucks You have a bunch of different animals on the cards. I think it's like toad, bat, rat, cockroach, uh,
1: stink bug, scorpion,
0: and fly, and uh, I may be missing one. And what you do is you take a card, you look at it, you put it face down on the table, and you pass it to somebody at the table. And you can say it's a fly, if it is, or you can lie and say it's something else, like a toad. And they have three options. They can call you out and say you're lying, in which case, if they're right, you take the card and place it face up in front of yourself. If they're wrong, they take the card and place it face up in front of themselves. The other option they have is to peek and pass, and they can pick up the card, take a look at it, and pass it to another player at the table who has not had that card passed to them yet, and they can either tell the truth or they can lie. So I could pass it to you, And let's say it's a bat and I say it's a fly, so I'm lying to you. You peek and pass, you pick it up, you pass to the next person say it's a scorpion and it's neither of those two things. It creates such an interesting dynamic at the table of people who cannot lie to save their life and those who can read them or people who are very good at lying and just get caught frequently or like my daughter who is seven when we started playing this game, eight years old now. You cannot tell from her facial expression whatsoever if she is telling the <laughs> truth or not. And I don't even think she remembers what she said it was when she passes the card. It is amazingly hilarious. That game is, again, one of the most fun party games I have ever played. Uh, and I have a great story, too. We played with a family. Uh, their daughter, their eldest daughter, uh, could not remember the animals. And so she passed one to her dad and said, it's a cricket. <laughs> and there's no cricket in the game. So we just lost We lost it. We lost our, our shit at the table and started cracking up. It was great. So yeah, uh, again, like super cheap, just a deck of cards. You will get more use out of that deck of cards than just about any game you will ever play in almost every setting. Uh, even with two players, you can play that game and have a good time, although the more you have, the better it gets. But yeah, that's number two, Cockroach Poker.
1: All right, my... Uh, number one is the newest game in sort of our family collection. And the reason why I put it as number one, even though it is the newest, is, um, it, it really has jumped, uh, into the, you know, one of the most played games since we own, you know, since we purchased it. Um, and, uh, we purchased it based on the designer alone. Uh, and that is, uh, Summer Camp. Um, so Summer Camp.
0: I had a feeling that would be on this list somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Summer Camp is, um, was, uh, one of Target's newest exclusive games, uh, designed by Phil Walker Harding. And again, I think it was like 25 bucks, 30 bucks tops. And basically, it is a deck building race game. And, um, I loved it for the deck building mechanics. Um, but the theme and the components and, and the race mechanic is where other people in my family really gravitated and, and enjoy. Um, you know, cause I'll, I think I've only won once if, if and, and we've played probably 20 times and. I think also that's another reason why it gets a lot of play. Cause I don't win it a lot or again, yeah. I've won it one time. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, that definitely helps. But like, you know, cause I'll, again, I, I focus a little bit too much, maybe on the deck building and people just like, Oh, I'll buy this. I'll buy that. I'll buy this. And then they're just running around the board and I'm like, yeah, but I have this really cool combo, but it's not working and it's not helping me. Right. So uh, sometimes <laughs> I can get caught in my own head, but, um, Again, the components are beautiful. Uh, you pick three different types of sort of summer camp type activities, like, um, what was it? Cooking and, and, um, friendships, crafts. crafts, arts and crafts. And there's, I think you get like, I think there's like eight in the box and there's space in the box for more. And I, I hope they continue adding more to this game because it's a solid game and, um, Again, to find it at Target and it not be the Game of Life or Monopoly or or one of those other, you know, sort of mass market games. Um, uh, you know, if, if you um, like deck building, you like racing, you like family, you like entry level, and you don't have this, run, don't walk to your Target and pick it up. It's just perfect from a game perspective, in my opinion. My yeah, number one. we got to camp. play it.
0: We got to play it, what, a few weeks ago, a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Uh, that was my first time and I can see why. Uh, it's, it's super approachable, like super approachable and totally dug the deck building side. Um, I could see where you got stuck in the combo thing. Like I, when we played, my wife was immediately getting pissed because I just started shooting ahead on the tracks, but I ended up not winning and your wife just smashed us all. So yeah, I, I can see why that shot up there. It's a solid game.
1: Yeah. And again, it makes some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, uh, the fact that I just somehow forgot and didn't even write Sushi Go Party on my list, I, I don't even know why <laughs> I, I didn't. You know, again, that would be 13 and maybe another honorable mention. But Phil Walker Harding takes the number one spot. So that's probably pretty good.
0: My number one uh, is one that. I've played probably the most out of everything on this list. Uh, and my wife and I have specifically played this the most and it's the game. That's right. <laughs> it's just called the game. Um, it is a two or more player game where you are basically given a hand of cards. That is uh, just numbers between one and 100. And you're presented with four uh, separate piles in the table, two of them with the number one, start with a card with a number one and the other two start with cards of number 100. And you're allowed to place cards from your hand as many as you want on your turn, but a minimum of two must be placed onto these piles. And the number one has to be ascending. So you must play a card higher than one for your first play. And the hundreds are descending. So you have to play a card lower than a hundred. But the problem is your opponent, or I shouldn't say your opponent, it's a cooperative game. Your, Your partner has to play their cards too. And you're not allowed to communicate. You're not allowed, you're, you're allowed to communicate in the kind of like a basic way. You could say like, all right, well, don't play on this pile, but you can't reveal what you have in your hand. You can't talk about the numbers or what you're going to play. Um, it is really good and really fun and super simple and very, very challenging. The objective is to basically empty your hands and the deck. I think you start with six cards in a two-player game and on your turn you refill back up to six. And so you're drawing from this deck constantly and you can get totally screwed by the cards you have in your hand from the very beginning of the game. Um, but it's never out of the realm of possibility to win because it has a kind of a catch-up mechanic in a way where if there's a, you know, card out, let's say 14 on the one pile. So I'm ascending, I have to play a higher card than that. Uh, let's say like a 15 or 16 or whatever's higher. Sometimes you get stuck and you have to play like a 50 because that's the next closest card there. But the catch up mechanic is if you have a card that is 10, uh, lower than the ascending pile's card number. So in my case, a 14, the 10 lower would be a four. I can play it on there and kind of rewind that pile to allow us to play higher value or lower value cards onto it. And that catch up mechanic comes into play and requires you as players to really pay attention to what's going on in the game and what your, you know, your partners are playing. Um, we have gotten this to the table. Like if we have, you kind of mentioned this earlier, if you have some free time on a rainy night or, you know, it's summertime and the kids are in bed early and you're able to go outside and have a beer and just sit down on the patio. That's the game we pick. Yeah. Uh, we have played it hundreds of times so far and, I love it. I never get tired of it. It's always challenging. I think that's why. And we've tried it at higher player counts too. I think four. Um, it's it's great. It's great however you do it. Um, it's just a solid game and one that I think we'll probably continue to play until we're a lot grayer than we are today. But yeah, that's, that's my number one and we'll probably stay in number one for a very long time. It's the game.
1: So I've so actually those are our, never played the game. Um, I've played really? The Mind, the Mind. <laughs> which is similar, yes. different, right? But again, there are people that will say you could have both. Um, and then most recently, I've played The Crew, um, yes. which, again, I, I sort of, I lumped them all sort of in that same sort of bucket, if you will. Um, all solid, the crew again, has What's that? Yeah.
0: The, the Crew has a... a trick-taking element to it which yeah 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 you know the other doesn't put it you're right in that it has that you can't communicate portion to it and, yeah and, and you're working together respect
1: you have it's just a simple deck of cards we're trying to get through you know accomplish something um which right. again the crew it changes every time you know the mind yeah. it gets harder as you go up right um because it gets level yeah levels.
0: The mind is something else. Like
1: the game is, is kind of, it almost reminds me of flinch, flinch without talking, right? If you've ever played flinch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The
0: game is, is its own kind of thing. It is similar to the mind in that there's no communication, but the mind has this weird quality to it where I have, we, we did this kind of study with this game (laughs) where we took my wife and a, a good close friend of ours, who had never played the game before. And we were like, the, the two of them are generally kind of very similar when it comes to like demeanor and thought process and stuff. And so we put, we, we were thinking, all right, well let's test this out. We're just going to put them down with the mind and see. I, I'm expecting them to actually get pretty close to finishing the game. And that's pretty hard to do in that game. If you've never played it before, they got down to, I think the 12th level and lost. But they got basically to the end of the game the first time they played together, because I think they just kind of think alike and and it was it's like the mind
1: the mind watch. melding right <laughs> yeah it it's like
0: they they say it in the game and in the instructions like you just it's true, it's really crazy. It's kind of amazing that that is even a thing, but yeah, it's cool. um so yes, that is our top five family games, and again, like Ken mentioned. I think we could have made that list a lot larger. Uh, <laughs> we, we could have gone a, another. Episode. We could have
1: gone ten, and then two honorable mentions would have been twenty-four total. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: we can come back and visit this topic again because you know, as as our uh, our kids get older and we get older, and again, more of that market saturation happens. There's going to be a lot of other games coming out that are just going to climb up onto this list, and we'll, we'll revisit this for sure. Um, so moving on to our review tonight, we've got. Uh, a game that I have, I picked up not all that long ago, um, thankfully for my brother-in-law and shout out to him for picking it up when he was at a game store on vacation. Uh, it is Nidivalir. Um I think it's been out since last year. Um, it is a, I think it's four players, sorry, five player game, two to five player game. Um, essentially a dragon is awoken and is going to destroy the world. And you as players are Dwarven Kings with overflowing coffers of gold. And your job as the King is to recruit the best band of Dwarven warriors, Smiths, Rangers, uh, and that build an army basically to go take down this dragon and save the world. And so that's kind of this theme of the game. What you're doing, in essence, is you are taking a set of coins that you start the game with and you're bidding against other players for cards. And the cards are essentially um, different colors of dwarves. Uh, and it's, in essence, set collection, more or less. Um, but there are benefits to collecting all of one color in a row basically they call it ranks in the game so if you get a rank of every color you get to pick a hero card and there are various heroes some colorless some based off colors to allow you to score more on certain um end game scoring tracks based on the colors um it is uh one of the fastest games i own and probably for the time spent in the game 35 40 minutes a game one of the most fun games I think we've played so far. Would you Would you agree? I think you really dig this game every time you pick it up.
1: Yeah. And when we get to the fun column, you'll know. I mean, it's... Uh, so, <laughs> here's the funny thing. Uh, I didn't know any of that dragon stuff. Like, that's what we were doing. <laughs> it was just... In my head, I was just... Um, gathering just, coins and getting dwarves yeah i was just uh, gathering and and again maybe that's where you'll see my theme number the best come, but dwarf pimp in the land yeah like yeah, like i'm just hanging out with my homies right and then because <laughs> you, you recruit them from bar rooms right it's not like um you know it's I three different no bar idea. rooms so it's you know again it's got got that but I, I i you know i had heard about it um i think it was a kickstarter game if i'm not mistaken and i have um, no idea it might have been, and I, and for whatever reason, whether it was my, 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 uh, my game style at the time, um, you know, I, I just, I, I overlooked it. I was like, eh, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's a, it was too much for me. Um, or it wasn't like, it didn't jump out at, oh my God, you're going to love this game. So, I, I, you know, I, I put it down. I, I passed on it. And then it came up that, like, you talked about it. Obviously, you, you got the game. And that mo. ever since you bought the game, I was like, I want to play this game. I want to play this game. And we played yeah. that first time. And I'm like, I want to play that again. And then I want to play yeah. that again. <laughs> I want to play that again. Like, it is. It's got that quality. Yeah, like, you don't want to put it down. It's that much fun. So. And now, hold on, So before we go in, did you buy the expansion yet?
0: No. In Dude. fact, I was, when we played it Come the on. other night, I was telling my wife that there's an expansion. She's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's called Thing of Valier." And she goes, this is the dumbest name I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is actually, but I'm sure it's worth getting. So, no, I you, haven't picked it up yet. I, it, honestly, it hasn't. Noble Knight like credits, Noble Knight credits,
1: is. get it. Get it from Normal Night credits. Oh, they're, they're already gone. I bought, I bought
0: Wingspan. That stupid Switch version got me hooked now.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Sorry. Go, go ahead and dive into – let's dive into the review. We, we're go, again, right. we are rating, are rating systems for games. We start with theme. We move to balance, fun, component quality, replayability, and we give everything a one-to-five scale, and then we average it out at the end with final comments. So go ahead. Let's start with theme.
1: All what right. is your rating? So <laughs> – Again, I, I think I almost tipped my hat a little bit or my hand. Um, I, I went a two with theme. Um, I didn't know about the dragon thing, I, 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 and I, I don't know if it was because we didn't talk about think it, it matters, honestly. or I didn't, or I, I wasn't paying attention. You know, I might have you know had a couple seven percenters in me, um, but but and also I, I gave it a two because I was thinking like it doesn't matter if it's dwarves or you're recruiting animals or you're set collecting hell pieces of fish, you know, whatever it may be like the theme almost yeah. sort of doesn't matter. So that's unfortunately why I went low. Like now, now, now granted it's a cool theme, but we'll get into that later in some of the other categories. But from a theme perspective, I was like, eh, it, it, you know, I don't feel like a, like a dwarven captain or whatever. Like it just doesn't role play bring me in. So I gave it a two. I, I gave
0: it a three. Uh, it's got some high fantasy elements, which is what saved it. But you could literally swap the theme out in this game for anything. Like it could just be, you know, uh, alcoholics collecting sets of their favorite Beverages, beverages yep. before they go to AA. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you could, do, you could do anything <laughs> with this theme. And that's part of what makes the game great is like I, the theme works for what you get, but like it doesn't matter. The games just so good. I, I honestly don't give two shits what, what the theme is. It's just fun. It's fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it couldn't, it, it doesn't even need the artwork and it still would be a fun game, right? Like if you think about it, like yeah. almost like you're drafting Uno cards, you know, like, Yep.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's just theme is almost relevant to this game because of the design. And I just think that that speaks to the strength of it, but it is kind of, I don't know, it does leave you wanting something more there, I guess, but you know, it's fine. It's, it's a two and a three, like it averaged out two and a half. That's average, right? So yeah, and, pretty much what I would have expected.
1: And I don't know, maybe the expansion adds to the theme, but we won't know until no, you buy it. I it think. doesn't. <laughs> I already looked into it. It doesn't add to the theme at all. God, You're I just still, want you uh, to buy an dwarves. expansion. Just buy an expansion. Come on. I have
0: uh, two Clank expansions. I have. Oh. I, I have. I'm expansions. kidding. I'm kidding. I have all right. Expansions.
1: Balance. Balance. <laughs>
0: Balance. Uh, I gave this a really high score, four point five, because I have played this probably six or eight times total getting close to 10 times. Every game is close. There is ties and scores pretty frequently. There are like, you could play and you could watch people amass two of the colors in the game, the purple and the green purple is Smith's and green is hunters. I believe or Rangers. They each have a track listed on your player board. And the more of them you amass, the more points you score. We have had games where I watch, people sit there and just build up a, a, a to top. Like we played last time. My wife filled up on purple. She had 15. That's as high as the scoring track goes. <laughs> it's like 155 points. She tied my son. Like I have watched people run away with the game on the surface. Like you don't, you can't do the math while you're playing cause you need to pay attention. But like, if you're running the numbers in your head, it is always so close. There are so many well, different <laughs> ways to win and so many different methods of attacking that win that I have yet to see somebody play this game in a way that like guarantees them a very high chance of success every time. And I think, I think from playing enough now, the best way to do that, and I'm saying this because I think it, I don't know it, is to balance your attack on what you claim. But I have lost that way too. So maybe I'm wrong.
1: I could not agree more. Uh, I gave this a five. I thought from a balanced perspective um, you know, that board changes every time, you know, what someone chooses from the heroes when they rank changes every time. Like, I don't think people go for the same hero twice, like from game to game. No. Right. Um, And
0: and what's funny is when we play, they, they recommend that you leave out three of the heroes because of the complexity of them. So there's three we haven't even played with. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, and okay. and they're like I don't even remember what they do, but they're more complex. So like we haven't even and, brushed
1: that topic. And, and to your point, like I don't even know. And again, maybe I'm just not that type of gamer per se. But like I don't know if you could do the math on the fly, looking at people's boards to see where you're at to know. I'm sure there's what some you need to mans do out there. I mean, maybe off. yeah. But like that just kills the fun of the game, in my opinion, right? Because I love like for the, some just, reason I can see Shane doing that. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things. Like you, you, you find what you think is going to work based on what you're seeing in the bar rooms and what you're, you know, what you're trying to get. Like, and and again, it, it it's crunchy in that regard, and I like that about yes. it. Like, I like that about it, and I like you can plan like three, four moves ahead, you know, in in your head, right, and you try. And one person has, like, one coin higher than you, or they have the higher tiebreaker, and, like, your whole plan goes up in smoke. And then that's when we get into the lose friends uh, category for this. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, Yeah, so what'd you
0: you put for fun?
1: Fun, I mean, it's another five. I've never not enjoyed this game. Um, Win or lose, it doesn't matter on this one. Like... Uh, I think it's solid. It, it, it's just fun. It, it, you know the um, and and what's interesting is that like bidding, uh, with the with the coins and the exchanging of the coins, and then like you know you add the you know you add the two together and you take the highest of the two and get rid of it. Like, I have never seen that mechanic in any game, uh, no, and I like it. It's either. unique. It's, it's cool. It's it. fun. Again, it's fun. Uh, that's the key word here. This game is. Fun, so I gave it a. Five. I gave
0: it a. I gave it a four point five, and the only reason I did that is because uh, I don't know what a five is yet. I have yet to play a game where I'm like, I, "This might be." How do be you, one not, know? How to, do you right? not
1: know? How
0: do you not know? Ah, maybe my standards are higher than yours, Kenny. Maybe it's not. a, it's the, not a uh, matter
1: of standards. <laughs> is
0: do you not have fun? I, I absolutely have fun with it. Uh, I, I feel like five is. I don't know what a five is yet, but this probably is as close as you can get to a five. I don't know. If not, I just gave it maybe two a fives. 7.75 is more apt here. But yeah, it's, it is very fun. Um, I don't, I can't think of a time where I've played this where I didn't have fun. I, and I'm trying to think, like, maybe the theme detracts from the fun for me a little bit sometimes, although I don't really think about it when I play. But when I get the box out and I kind of look at it, I'm like, eh, you know. But, like, gameplay is just so solid the whole way through. <coughs> Excuse me, the, um, you know, the, you mentioned the coin swapping and, and upgrading your coins. There is something, like, very fulfilling about that, especially, like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but the last time we played, I pulled some bullshit where I, I was able to, like, double upgrade in one turn or whatever the hell I did. I can't even remember what I did. And you just sat there. You're like, you son of a bitch. That was so well played. <laughs> and,
1: and well, like, no. like You have those turns. like Like, there's equations and algorithms that you can crack in this thing. And when you crack them, you almost have to give someone credit because you're like – I didn't even yeah. know you could do that. Like, and you're mad that you didn't do it, but like yeah. you're sort of cool that like you saw it happen, right? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. It, and it, and it has those moments like you mentioned too that are just so tense. Where you're flip, you know, you have that last row of of dwarves you got to get, and there's four cards there, and there's one orange, and you need that orange. And there's four people at that table with four coins including yourself, and you know, you just know that somebody has a coin higher than you, but did they play it, or are they upgrading for some of, like That mystery it, it, that's there every round it, is just it, great.
1: Yeah, it's got that little bit of skull mystery to it, right? When, again, yes. they're, little, they're little chips, they're upside down, you don't know what they are, you're just hoping that they needed to go for the other bar room, right? And then your yeah. 11 is good. Objectives. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
0: Like, there's there, there's enough objectives in the game and heroes in the game where coin value matters, too. So sometimes it's not just the straight play to just throw your 25 coin down on that row. Maybe you want to save it for something else. So, yeah. 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 You're right. It, it should be a five in my book. I don't know if I can call anything a five yet because I don't know if I've ever hit that. But this is about as close as you can get. <laughs> um,
1: component, I, I, component? I honestly quality. don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. How? Uh, but- <laughs> All right, we'll see. Because what's going to happen is the moment where you do give a five in one of these, I'm going to call you on it just so you know. So let's keep That's going. That's fine.
0: We've got many <laughs> episodes before we get to that. I can't think of anything that was going to hit a five for me yet. My, it, this is probably the closest I can think of out of my entire collection of stuff. But, yeah. You're, Dude, you're this game is right. so good. Uh, it is. It is. Component quality. Uh, I gave it a three and a half. Um, everything's cardboard except for the little card stands and those card stands are the bane of my existence. Uh, <laughs> if you breathe hard, they're like the red rising ones. And I think the red rising ones are probably better, but they're the same. Yeah, but those if aren't you, good either. If, if you exhale out of stress or frustration, the whole thing just dumps and all the cards fall out. That pisses me off more than anything. Um, the cardboard tokens are fine. That game of all games I can think of outside of maybe one or two, Would totally benefit from upgrades, like metal coins, a, you know, like 3D printed plastic stone sculpted coin rack for the whole thing. Like that they should just go for it with that. It would benefit so much when you play that game to have that in place. Um, but otherwise, you know, the box is fine. There's no insert. Um, I just gave it a three and a half.
1: Uh, I, I was a three and a half as well. The amount of times where you're trying to even look at the heroes on that little, little like Scrabble board, and like yes, you can't <laughs> see them all. Like that little Scrabble holder, like and then like it, it falls over when you're picking them. Like, can it's you like, think come of on. a game where that that like works out?
0: No, like, do you own no. one? I, I I can't think of a game where those stupid card holders like they never wait them. They're always shipped like whitest plastic piece of crap and it just falls over. I can't think of one that it looks good
1: or clo- what The closest thing, um, and, and again, it's, it's a tightness. You know what I mean? Like it's a tightness on the, uh, on, you know, how it holds the cards. And, yeah. and, and no, I can't think of a game off the top. I mean, I'm sure I got something here, <laughs> but I, but, yeah. but, but, uh, but no, I mean, that was so frustrating. You know, to, you know, to pick up yeah. cards, it's like, come on. Um But yeah, it, it it. For the price point, I guess let's put it that way, right? From the price point of what you pay, you, I think it's 50. you sh- yeah, it, I think it's pretty up there. It's like four, yeah, it might be forty to fifty bucks, something like that. Like, yep. it should have metal coins or wooden coins, right? Like, it should have yeah. some better components. Now, granted, the art is phenomenal, so it got that extra half credit because the art was so much better. I mean, the art's amazing. Um, the dwarves are yeah. cool. Like, they are dwarves. And they are drawn and illustrated and colored very well. Um, yep. And again, I, I thought about the insert thing, but it's like you almost don't need an insert to a degree, but yet you have all these cards. So, like, throw a deck box in, or multiple deck boxes, or something, you know, tuck boxes. Yeah, and then, you know? Like,
0: unboxing that game, too, when you go to... So, they they make, they send a include a cardboard, you have to assemble it yourself, but a cardboard coin rack for the higher, higher value coins. They start at zero for your You start with a zero, a two, three, four, and a five. Um, but you can get, you know, more fives, six, seven, all the way up to 25 and they're limited in quantity, but there's a rack that you can assemble. That's cardboard that holds all those higher value ones. Totally could have done that better. I mean, for 50, 50 bucks, it could have been a bit nicer, but, uh, yeah, that, that's one yeah. of the frustrating parts of setup, too, is that you got to dump a bag of coins out, resort them all by value into that rack every time you play.
1: That or you have to have freaking, what, 25 so dime bags? Like, who does that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. And again, Steelers. especially in this day and age where, like, you know, games are coming with that. Sort of sex right. appeal of the insert, or or that upgraded component. Please don't you know? use that phrase again. What sex appeal? You didn't like it. Sex appeal of the insert. <laughs> this
0: is a family podcast, is it? I don't know. I don't know. You've been cursing. I don't think decided so yet? I don't think yeah. I've cursed yet. <laughs> yet. Eh, I can always do it in post. Uh, what'd you have for replayability?
1: Dude, I gave another five. I, I uh, you play it. I want to play it again. I don't think it gets old, you know. Again, maybe with the expansion, it 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 adds to the replayability, but we'll never know because you're frugal. But um, (laughs) like I I don't want to stop playing because I I I feel like um, like a safe cracker, and this is the the safe I like I can't crack, but I want to keep trying crack to crack it, and yeah, um. I, I want to, you know, it's a game where you think there's build orders, but there's not, right? And yep. I, I want to experiment. I want to try different schemes. I, hell, there's certain heroes I want to try, but like, I, I'm afraid to try them because <laughs> I don't want to lose as bad as I have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but 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 maybe those. That's the thing. Maybe that's again, it adds to the replayability. Like, try a different scheme. Try a different hero. You know? Yeah. Um, yep. So again, I gave it a, I gave it a five in that because, you know, I, I, it just, it doesn't, I, I can't see myself like getting old with that game. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I gave it a four and a half because I'm pretty damn <laughs> Cause you close can't to give you. fives. I can't give fives. Uh, the only, I think the only thing about it is just like, um, I feel like that the bidding mechanic never gets old. I feel like the eventually you'll you'll figure out that sort of attack on scoring. I'm not there yet, but I feel like it, it's going to be there at some point. And that
1: might I don't know if it's there, man. Deserve. I really don't.
0: I don't. I either. think that's and what keeps you coming. Maybe back. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't you know, know. Maybe I'm wrong, and I just you know someone tell us because it's tell just, us we're again, wrong. <laughs> one, of reasons, of one of the reasons. One of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. Send your emails to, no, we don't have an address yet. Uh One of the reasons I gave it 4.52 is because it's like 30 minutes. Like you could just crank games out of, and that's what makes this even more appealing to me to get to the tables because it's a pain in the butt set up. Once it's set up, you Dude, can don't just rip stop your games in don't 30 stop. minutes and you don't, yeah, you could play five games of this in a night really quick. And every time the results going to be different, every time you're going to have fun, um, that, that adds a lot to replayability for me is just the ease of ripping through a game and and it's meaningful and fun and impactful when you do it. So yeah, for 4.5. So my final score, and I'm looking at it now and I feel like I should make it bigger because I can't give five. So the theme is honestly the biggest thing on it. It's overall a four for me. Uh, it's one of my favorite games in my collection, and, uh, there's never a time when I have the, you know, our group together or some other gamers that they're like, nah, I don't really want to play that. Everyone's always like, yes. Nope. Yes.
1: So mine came at a 4.1. Uh, the yeah, you again, know, theme dinging, the theme got dinged hard with a two, but it had three fives. <laughs> Cause I can yep. give a five because I know that I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's passive aggressive shit. <laughs> no, um, now, but however, this being a four point one, I give it three fives. Would you? Could you potentially lose friends over it? I put this as a yes. Um, yeah, I the, the bidding. I, I have vitriol. I, I have very <laughs> v- vitriol, vitriol reactions. Vi- vitriol, yes. vitriol reactions uh, to 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 some of. These things in this game. And that's not a bad thing. I don't think, unless maybe it's a my issue thing, but, um, no, but I like that about it too. I like the, you know, again, you get out foxed when you don't think you, you think you've got a best laid plan and boom, one coin, one number, one tiebreaker and your whole, you have to rethink your whole plan. Um, and people may not even know that they're screwing you over, you know. Uh, that, yeah that's the other part about it is like you know they they need
0: that card you need that card but they're not paying attention to your board or they think you're going in a different direction yeah and that that bid and tiebreaker or whatever it is just is like son of a and then you're forced <laughs> to deal like you have to pivot you have to be able to pivot in that game
1: yeah yeah so that's a yes yeah, in the uh, in the lose friends category for me
0: yeah've i've had some instances where i've been on the receiving end of that and the the you know the giving end of that, and <laughs> boy, it feels good. The giving end, it feels good.
1: Alrighty, um, that's a Nidavellir. The game that I gave three fives, and Ryan doesn't know what a five is. So that's right. It's <laughs> as
0: close to a five as you, as a, we've had through two game reviews so far. So we'll we'll see as we get to like twenty or thirty reviews, what <laughs> at with fives.
1: Yeah, and and maybe we'll go back and and change. But um, all okay, right, okay. so you may.
0: you may school me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so backed and bought um why don't you go first because you oh i have you, a list this
0: week you brought a list I have a list. oh man yes well it's a small list but it's probably <laughs> the biggest i'm gonna have for a little while here um <laughs> I have so you want to go back first or bought like what do you want to do well i'm just gonna mix them up so okay. I picked up, uh, I picked up Wingspan. I had some trading credit through Noble Knight. Uh, I've been putting off getting this game forever, but I got hooked on the Switch version of it, uh, just playing against CPUs. I literally have like a hundred games and then this stupid thing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to buy the damn game. So I ordered it. Uh, I had some credit through Noble Knight and I had like a $25 gift card I won through my workplace. Uh, so I got it for free, which was nice. So that gets here this weekend. Um, and then I picked up paleo, which I mentioned before, um, that also gets here this weekend, which is a co-op I've been wanting to get for a while. It's pretty hard to get pretty hard to find. I think it's the second printing hasn't even happened yet if I'm correct. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I'm pretty pumped to give that a try. I've heard tons of good things about it. Um, I've also heard too, that it kind of bounces off some groups. So I'm curious to see how it'll do for us, but co-ops are, like I said before, a big hit here. So those two are coming this weekend. And then I backed, um, another one for, as a kind of surprise for my wife, hopefully she's not listening. Um, a kind of a weird theme, basically house plants called verdant. (laughs) You, uh, you kind of like have, house a house with like couches and cats and stuff and like you you put plants in and try to grow them and cultivate them and stuff and score points based off how successful you are um i kind of got that as just like a surprise gift for her even though she's not a big gamer you know kind of just like a gag christmas gift um although i won't get here by christmas that's for sure but (laughs) maybe 2022 uh, christmas yeah exactly it was like 25 bucks to back. So not super expensive. Um, so that'll get here, you know, when it gets here and, and it's just kind of one of those things where the theme sold me on the game and the gameplay actually, you know, watch a couple videos. They actually have a, a web version of it that you can play in your browser that I gave a shot and yeah, it's pretty good. I think they will be doing some refinements to it, but, uh, I definitely for 25 bucks, I don't think you can go wrong given, given that a back. So, and yeah, then, um,
1: that is a, it's a beautiful game. Uh, again, yeah. the the um, the team behind it has such a solid sort of pedigree. Pedigree. Their portfolio is is good. Um Yep. Yeah, that the, was a the, big reason why I was the so art is, spending the, the twenty five the art is so beautiful for being just house plants. Like I love it. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And and the last one for me was uh, I don't know if it's going to get here before the next time we record, but I backed one called Wizards and Relics, which is like a multiplayer card game. Um, I honestly can't even remember what it plays like. I'm just excited to get it. I backed it so long ago and they had shipping delays with all the stuff we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, but that should get here within the next, uh, few weeks. So I'm pretty excited to get that to the table with the family and try that out. It's pretty, just again, like a basic card game for the most part, no boards or crazy minis. And that was about 25 bucks too. So yeah, we're, uh, we're going to try to get some wingspan this weekend, maybe some paleo in the next few weeks. And then hopefully, uh, I'll see verdant before I'm dead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. So I, I guess I'll start with um, bought instead of backed. As of, um, I guess, lunchtime today, I found um, I guess a, a, a game called Doomtown Reloaded. Um, and then I watched, uh, I watched Vassal's review from like 15 years ago or whenever the heck this game was relevant. But um, it's from AEG. Uh, it's it looks like a it's like a mix between poker and like a you know almost like a magic where it's you versus your opponent type of game. It's got deck construction, although you can you know use the out of the box uh, decks that it comes with. It comes with four different factions. Um, I found it at Ollie's. Um, Ollie's has been getting um, some really. Um, good games from you know leftover stock, leftover inventory. I was hoping yeah. to find foodies, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was hoping foodies would show up there <laughs> uh, because they've they've gotten some some Simon titles. Um, and this one, again, it was you know, again it was less than twenty dollars. And I was like, and the box looked it's, it's a big box. I was like, all right, I'll try it. You know, for twenty bucks, whatever, or less than twenty. So that was like the most recent purchase of a board game. Um, but I had, um, I mean, I can go on, on the pre-order list, but the latest ones uh, were Furnace. I pre-ordered slash bought that one uh, and Dreadful yeah, Circus. That too. Uh, again, I'm a sucker for engine building. And then, but that one's got like almost that weird, unique Nid of bidding mechanic to it with Furnace. Right. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I don't have Nid of so it's like all right, let's you know, but I love engine. I'm a sucker for engine building. So and then we're you know, again, and I love the fun of Nidavellir's bidding system. So again, we'll see how that goes. So um and then I backed or not backed. I, uh, I pre-ordered Fight Club the home game, which is a what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um this one, I was just browsing. Again, in my insomnia, I'll just uh, click through the pre-order lists on Mini Market, And um, it was uh, Fight Club the Home Game. And it is a two-player only deck builder where one of you is the narrator and the other one is Tyler Durden. And you're trying to manipulate the other side. And then we see who wins, whether Tyler Durden takes over or the narrator is able to keep tyler durden at bay i'm a sucker i I love the movie i'm a big fan of the movie for theme it it it, it may well be right depending on how it plays (laughs) but um and i think it was like i don't know it was cheap so i was like all right mini market you got me at two in the morning all right here you go so i'm that one's on its way um the hunger uh was just a big hit at Gen Con from what i uh, had read from or not read but watched from some of the reviews from people at Gen Con that's Renegades um sort of newest pre-order i guess um but it's Richard Garfield so it's like Richard Garfield's version of Clank um so i'm super oh, excited nice. about that
0: That sounds appealing.
1: Yeah, so that's a deck builder and you're a vampire and you're trying to you and and what you purchase you know, as you're, as you're building your deck is actually humans, but then you can kill them as you're going through. Um, and you're trying to go out into the town, but you have to get back in a certain amount of turns or you get killed by the sun. So it's, uh, but it's got a cute, whimsical look to it. So it's kind of cool there. So those are sort of the, oh, oh, and, uh, for my wife, I bought the Santa Monica expansion from AEG. Uh so she was excited and happy to open up uh a little piece of mail. So that actually got that actually came. So we really like Santa Monica here in the house too. Um so anytime I can get more of something that gets played here, you know, I just do it. So from a backed perspective, I got um I, I know we've talked about it a couple times and last one, uh, again, Mass of the Universe, it's up in less than twenty four hours. Um so that's Again, I went all in, not all in, like, everything. I went in all in gameplay. Um Tournament fishing ends in five days. Uh I, unfortunately, am a sucker for really cool packaging, so I went with the highest <laughs> tier. It's a nice little wooden tackle box, so to speak, of that game. And, again, it's deck building. It's fishing. I don't have a fishing game, so... And it's multiplayer. It's not. It's not just two player deck builder. So it's it's a different audience for it. So and then um, the uh, I also backed Beast. Uh, Beast has been getting so much buzz. Um, I don't really like hidden movement, but there's something about the way the hidden movement mechanics are done in this one. And for the price point of what it is and what you get. Uh, again, it, it may end up not getting backed, but it's currently been backed. So, like I got—I have 27 days to make a decision there. But, um, but that's clocks what ticking. I backed. Yeah, it's a and good list.
0: Um, yeah, furnace looked interesting to me. Um, I was taking a look at it, but I had a feeling you'd have a pulse on it, so I just didn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to get better at that, right? But like, <laughs> like again. You got. You have Fort. I don't need to buy Fort. Did you get the expansion for Fort yet? Uh, I pre-ordered it. All right, Cats and Dogs. All right, and and again, I love. I love that game. That Fort's a solid game. So it's like, yeah. I think if we can get better at not buying the same game, sometimes it's probably going to be beneficial. But yet there are some games where it's like, oh yeah, we both need to. Worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, so yeah, that's the bought backed. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> again talking about that, that theme at the beginning with the industry the way it is it's, it's getting to the point where I'm getting more selective and so are you I think it's a good thing but uh, yep. we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it I know we will <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of the show any uh, parting tips or advice for anybody before we head out
1: uh, definitely get summer camp if you're in target and you don't own it that would be the best thing I advice I can give you uh, and don't be afraid to give games fives
0: All right, that's enough of that. Uh, My final advice is there are no crickets in cockroach poker. No matter how frequently you look at the cards, they don't change. There's no crickets. I want to play that game now, now that we've talked about it anyway (laughs) uh that's it for tonight uh thanks everybody for joining us again we'll have uh, an email address set up soon and a website for everything so you can contact us with questions or comments about the show and thank you very much for joining us for my good buddy and addict ken this is play games lose friends have a good one everybody bye-bye